Welcome to the Chips Money Tips podcast. I'm Chip Chinnery. Today, we learn about flipping houses from Carolina and Chris, stars of the new A&E show, Flipping Miami. It's only four dollars every five minutes. With my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Brother, can you spare a dime? I caught up with Carolina and her husband Chris in Miami, Florida. For those who don't know what flipping is, tell us what that is. Well, technically, it's to buy a house uh, that is in a really bad condition and renovate the house and then sell the house and make a profit. I'd love for you to tell us whether you think it's a good idea or not for regular people to get involved in flipping. Yeah, well, Chip, it, it's it's interesting. It's like the things, when we first started doing this job, the things that we thought were going to be really difficult wound up not being difficult at all once we got over, like, the learning process. But uh-huh. then there's other things that we never even thought about that are really challenging. So, for instance... It's extremely difficult and competitive even to buy some of the houses that we get. I mean, uh-huh. especially in South Florida right now, there's a ton of, like, foreign money that is coming in here and buying anything that's available. So, for instance, there'll be a house, it'll hit the market, and within 12 hours, there'll be, like, four to six all-cash offers, you know, on the property. And a lot of times people are offering on these properties, and they don't even get to see them. So wow. just to get just to get your hands on a good one is difficult. Um, and then the construction work, well, I guess it's a little easier for me because I have, like, the ultimate wife who's, like, you know, <laughs> hands-on and she, like, learns on the fly. So for me, the construction's been fairly easy because she's kind of handled all of that, although she uh-huh. might be able to disagree with the fact that I say that it's easy. And, <laughs> and, it's easy because you don't have to do anything. You know, you just buy the house and then you sell the house. Yeah, which gets me which gets me to something else that's easier than I thought it was going to be, which is finding buyers. I mean, Carolina does an amazing job in these houses, and it's pretty easy to get them sold. But the difficult thing is dealing with these FHA or bank appraisers. And again, we didn't have any idea that it would be so difficult. Like there are times that we'll have a house sold. Like right now we're working on a deal. The house is sold, and it's currently a tenant that we – have who is buying the house so for instance to get into the the math of it this tenant's paying us 1700 a month in rent now for her to buy the house from us at the agreed upon sales price of 175,000 it'll bring her monthly nut including mortgage taxes insurance maintenance down to about 1200 a month so she's going to save $500 a month by purchasing versus renting right now And Mm -hmm. the deal's being held up because of an appraisal issue. The appraiser came in with a really low number on the house. So, again, like, that's a really tricky part of our job that we didn't even anticipate was going to be difficult when we first got into the business. And do you guys find these houses just through uh, something as simple as MLS listings, your realtor, or do you go through foreclosures primarily? Well, when we first came down here, we like a lot of people, they – they see these crazy things on TV and they think like you go down to a courthouse and you know, you just start bidding on a property blind. But in reality, 
um, A, that almost never happens, and B, you'd kind of be crazy to do that because a lot of the properties that you're going to buy directly from the court, they're littered with title issues or past code violations and liens on the property that you would inherit as the buyer. So the only people that I see that are getting houses that way are people that are buying portfolios of like hundreds of properties and essentially figuring that a couple of them are going to be dogs, but in the long run they're going to make out. So what we do is we kind of deal with wholesalers, the people that are in the middle. So they essentially are like not real estate brokers, but they're in between these bulk buyers and people like us. And what we mm -hmm. try to do is we try to cherry pick the best that the wholesalers have. And if we see something that we like, we jump all over it because it's gone in an hour. So we have to like make a decision and just jump all over it, which is where my background as a Wall Street trader comes in handy. And a lot of times like Carolina in that instance will defer to me and I'll defer to her pretty much every other time, you know. <laughs> now, Carolina, you're the contractor, I guess, on the site. Is that correct? Yes. So you're the you're the big cheese. Now, is that difficult for a woman ordering around? I unless you have a, a crew full of women, I would think you're working a lot with men. Is that correct? Oh my God, I wish I had women working with me, but unfortunately, yeah. I don't know any other woman but me in this industry. Uh, uh -huh. I don't know. It's really difficult because some of these guys are Latin and they don't take orders or you know from from a, from a woman um so i always have to put, put my poker face on very strong very determined and so far so good you know my looks when you see me in person you might not think that i work in construction but when i open my <laughs> mouth and i start talking about construction then you'll be amazed <laughs> oh my yeah I, i've seen a couple <laughs> pictures of you it's, it's uh wow you're not i would never assume you would have a tool belt. Yeah, it is what it is. You know, I, I before I used to work in New York in a hospital, and I was making you know my salary, but I can make the same money in one deal in you know flipping one house. So why wow. to work for someone else? Well, I can just work by myself and, and have my own company and make much more money. How did you come into do, to doing the TV show? Who heard about this, or how did you guys get on the air? So we go out to LA and. The last night we were there, we had a dinner with my friend and some of his friends. And the one of the girls that was at the dinner was sort of chatting with my wife. Oh, what do you guys do? So Carolina started telling her all these like wild stories in South Florida of some of the houses that we've. Well, got. technically, I was wearing a very tiny, teeny dress, high heels, and I said I fix toilets, I do electric plumbing, and that's what I do. And she. <laughs> She loved the story, and um, the day after, she introduced as a, a TV show producer, and everything came from there. I, I think everybody likes to hear a horror story. You've flipped a lot of properties. You're buying run-down properties. What are some of the crazy things you've seen in properties you've purchased and then eventually flipped? Okay, I think at this point, we can definitely open a zoo. Because we've seen so many exotic animals in our houses. We've had problems with possums, raccoons, snakes, gators, fleas. If that's, I don't think that's exotic, right? Uh, <laughs> Iguanas. Uh, so we've seen it all here uh, regarding animals. Uh, something. Iguanas and alligators? Gators. Yeah, yeah because we've had some uh, houses near canals. 
on it. And we live on the water as well, so you see crazy stuff. But the, the biggest, the craziest thing I've ever seen in one of my houses is um, someone was breaking, breaking into the house every night. But there was nothing to steal in the house because they already stole all the copper pipes. Nothing to steal. So we spoke to our neighbors and told them to please keep an eye on the property. Um, a few days later, one of our neighbors come to us. He said that he saw a guy and a, a man and a woman, and he thinks it was a pimp and a prostitute using the house for just to bring clients. <laughs> Perfect. Isn't that amazing? Like I couldn't believe that. You could have rented a little bit to them while you're fixing it up. Yeah, I know. I, I take cash. I take cash. <laughs> a little cash flow opportunity there. I don't know. <laughs> now, how many how how many flips have you done? Would you say in your career? Oh, Do you keep track of that sort of thing. Lunch. I mean, no. We it's hard to keep track. I mean, our accountant keeps track. At least ten at, at this point, I guess. Well, we we've been in South Florida for one year and a half. Chris comes from Wall Street, and I'm a nutritionist, so we didn't oh. have any background on construction. So we learned, you know, our first project was a big, big uh, learning experience. And since then, we have a rental portfolio, and on the side, we flip homes as well. So we have about maybe 15 rentals, and we've flipped more than 10, 10 houses. That's great. And now you're building a nice little situation for yourselves moving forward. Yes. Let me ask you this, guys. I have cash, and I would love to buy a, a house that I could flip. My big hang-up is I don't know construction people. I don't know crews. I had a guy who rehabbed a house for me once. He was fantastic, but he disappeared. So that's what keeps me from getting involved with another flip is that I don't even – I think, well, if I bought a place, I don't have a crew. How do you start finding a crew? Well, yeah. Is that the first thing you should worry about? Yeah, well, I mean, for for a one-off house, if if you're, like, totally green – I mean, there's no good way to know for sure what your crew is going to be like. For us, now that we've been doing it for a little while, a lot of it is word of mouth, recommendations, Referral. like referrals. Like, but believe me, like we, we took a couple on the chin big time with some terrible workers too. So there's sort of no, there's no easy way to, to find the better workers, especially for workers that are going to work for the price that you want. Just let yeah. me put it this way. It's been about two years that we've been in this business, and I don't mm-hmm. have – my dream construction team yet. I'm always constantly changing my teams, and it's difficult to deal with employees. Yeah, and, and especially, I mean, the only real piece of advice I think I would give is that you got to be hands-on at least in the beginning until you feel really comfortable with the construction team. So, like, we were there every day in the beginning, and that's also where we learned a lot about what was going on and, you know, the way the way we looked at it is any mistakes we made in the beginning, they were tuition payments. And right. even though even though it hurt when we made them, like we were able to step back and talk to each other and say, Hey, you know what? We might have spent an extra five grand on this first house, but it was worth it because we're never gonna make those same mistakes again. So a lot of it mm-hmm. is just sort of trial and error. And you just don't just don't hire the crew from the parking lot at Home Depot. No, is that right? we never do that. Mostly we <laughs> take referrals, and I'm always there in the house to make sure that everything is done properly. Um, well, and something else that we've noticed, and 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 not not that we're particularly religious because we're not, but there's networks of people, at least in South Florida, and we have found a lot of our workers and stuff through the through the church, like. 
A lot of our wow. workers are heavily involved in the church, and they know other people. And now I wouldn't say just go down to a church and try to meet people, but the bigger sort of picture is like there's networks of people and networks of referrals and in non-traditional places. And you just sort of need to walk around with your eyes open and like be willing to accept opportunities and networks as they find you, you know? Now, do you guys use a realtor when you sell or do you guys do it yourself? Well, well, we hire a realtor to list the property in the system, MLS. And then to right. do the showings, because we're really busy to go and show the house. Uh, uh, that's pretty much what the realtor is in charge of. In, um, for us to look for houses to buy, we do that on our own. And at the time of selling, we also handle all the paperwork. Yeah. I see. Okay. So, and that, so you're handling the paperwork, not the realtor. So I, are you getting a discount realtor? Yes. We negotiate okay. the, the rates. Yeah, I, mean, I imagine you negotiate everything. Is that right, Carol? Yeah. <laughs> I negotiate everything. My car, my watch, <laughs> everything, whatever I have. I mean, come on, I'm from Colombia. We, <laughs> first of all, if you're an American, please don't talk. Because as soon as they notice that you have a different accent, they're going to just kill you. So it's better if you go with a local and negotiate everything. <laughs> yeah, well, she's definitely not lying, Chip. I mean, the first time she took me to Colombia, she took me to this, like, sort of like a street market. And I look a little Spanish, especially if I have a beard. So she's like, look, don't open your mouth. Just walk around. Don't open your mouth, and I'll take care of it. And she was 100% right, because I, I believe I would have gotten triple the price that she paid had I opened my mouth. <laughs> That's fun. That's great. So this is this is quite interesting. Now, in today's economy, we always hear the economy, the housing situation's up and down, and we're not. What do you foresee in the near future for housing? Well, I mean, so what your crystal ball say? So so long as interest rates are where they are, and and you know, according to Bernanke, they're going to be like that for the foreseeable future. Um, right. I, I'm bullish the housing market. You know, now do I think that they're still areas that are going to come down yes and in particular in markets like like florida i feel like the starter homes the ones that we're playing in i feel like they've bottomed and we're already starting to see the recovery in the in like the starter single families but for instance like a lot of the condos here like the ones on the beach um you know they're they're still haven't hit bottom in my opinion because you know there's huge homeowner association assessments and it's almost like a snowball effect of, of bankruptcies, right? So, for instance, if you have a condo building, and let's say there's 100 units, and, you know, there's 20 that got foreclosed on, well, let's say, you know, the, the homeowner board has enough money that they don't need to assess right away. But now there's 25 foreclosures, and people stop paying their maintenance. So now they need to start assessing. And it's sort of a snowball effect. So the people that were on the brink of foreclosure – now, after these homeowner assessments, now they're into foreclosure. So I believe, like, these, these condos, that they haven't bottomed yet, and it's going to take more time because of that process. And then the other area that I think hasn't really bottomed yet either are above the starter, the starter homes, like these golf communities and stuff like that. Because, you know, if you think about it, someone who could afford a half-a-million-dollar house probably had enough capability to avoid – foreclosure for a little bit longer than, you know, a, a fireman or a nurse or whoever that was in a starter home. 
And mm-hmm. I think those people are sort of throwing in the towel now too. So um, that, that's sort of my main idea. I think the starter homes are on the rebound, but I feel like there are some markets that still, you know, either might fall a little more or might take some more time to, to really recover. Now, do you guys focus on the starter homes or do you still go for the high-end ones? No, we only do entry-level homes. Um, we try to get houses below 100000 So sometimes, actually, we got a house for 30000 last year. Yeah. But that house needed so much work. So thirty, forty, fifty thousand, sixty. With renovations, we try uh, to stay at the one hundred thousand mark, and then we can make a profit somehow, getting a thirty percent return return per deal, which is pretty good. Thirty, twenty-five, thirty. You know, that's what we, we yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right? we're, yeah, we're looking. You know, twenty-five to thirty percent, and that's that, that's return and not you know annualized. You're talking three to four times that because. You know, uh, a deal in an hour will take, we shoot for three months, it'll take as long as six months. But, I mean, right. the reason we stay away from the higher-end houses is, you know, A, it's, it's, you know, putting, you know, more cash into one investment, so it's less diversification. And right. B, it's, it's much more difficult to find a buyer. So, like, these lower-end houses, you know, FHA is lending to these lower-end, you know, because it's, it's the idea of like the Joe, the plumber, like, you know, they want to lend to, you know, Joe, the plumber or, or Nancy, the nurse or whoever. So it's, sure. e- it's easier for us to sell the starter homes, which means we could turn them quicker. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a higher annualized return. Did you guys have any assistance along the way or books or did you, anything you could suggest to anyone out there who wants to get into flipping can entertain? No, not, not really. I mean, we came down here with the idea that we wanted to buy one house. And, and, you know, as a trader, you know, you, you, you make a small trade and you see how it feels. Like, how does it uh-huh. feel to own some Apple stock? How does it feel? It's the same thing. Like, we, we wanted to buy one house and we wanted to see how it felt. And actually, we wanted to buy the house and, ter- and just have it as a rental, you know, because, as, an as an investment. And, you know, we did it and, and it felt great. And, you know, uh-huh. the return was amazing and we, we enjoyed the process. We found it really rewarding to, like, transform a house into like a real home and um yeah we kind of just learned as we went and you know you'd be surprised like you go into a home depot or a lowe's and you know you start buying lots of material like there are really useful people there that that you can talk to and they'll they'll explain to you what types of materials to buy and how to and how to do certain jobs and so you know pretty much keep your ear to the ground and and you know be hands-on and and have an amazing life. No, but I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> if yes, I can yeah. do it, if we can do it, anybody else can do it. Because, look, this guy, my husband comes from Wall Street. I come from the health department in New York City. So, come on, we didn't know anything about construction. We're just two young people, you know, two young guys. that We decided to come to Florida, and now we're making money. There you have it. Go check out Carolina and Chris on their new show, Flipping Miami. It debuts on Saturday, October 20th on A&E. 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific.